All right, man. So how you doing, man? It's been. Uh, uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Or was it yes? Yeah. When did we chat? Was it two days ago? Uh, we chatted on. Uh, I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And no, but it's, you... it's it's a Tuesday your time, right? <laughs> yes. Um, thanks again right. for coming back on. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show so quickly. You know, it's nice to be a repeat guest. <laughs> Do you have any other repeat guests? Uh, I think so. Who who do we have? I think uh, Howard Chu we had on a few, few times. A couple, you know, a lot of the uh, co uh, coffee chat guys. Ah, well, I'm in times. good company then. You're, 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 well, you've been on that show as well, right? I've been on coffee chat. Yeah, I, I think I've been on the yeah. very first coffee chat. Uh, and back then, it was just like uh, four guys in joining the the Jitsi room. Yes. Uh, but but nowadays, it's like you 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 see the coffee chat is just full of people, and it's it's impossible to like um, yeah uh, really participate in a, in a in in like it, it's it's not as as comfy as it used to be so to speak it's it's now a bit more crowded right yeah no no be like a fireside chat between like you know the core uh community members but now it's like a very much of a um, yeah sort of like a town hall yes yeah i was uh, i was always yeah i was uh, a coffee chat lurker from from day one i was always looking for any monero content i could ever find uh like we spoke on the last show um Monero, what was the previous podcast? Monero Observer, what was it called? Uh, Monero uh, Monitor. With, with Monero Monitor. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, there weren't too many. There's still not too many options. Uh, we're one of them. Um, Speaking but... of options. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Beautiful segue. So is that is that where we left off? I don't even know where we left off. But well, yeah, let, let's yeah. talk about the over-the-counter options feature that's been added to local Monero. Maybe if you right. want to just give a quick, once again, overview of what what exactly is local Monero. Why should people? Why would anybody want to use local Monero? For what purposes? Uh, why use local Monero versus any other method for obtaining Monero? Ah, well, um, local Monero is the um, Monero equivalent of local bitcoins, right? So, the the reason local bitcoins exists, and for, you know, the reason local Monero exists, is because a lot of people, for some reason, uh, can't or won't use centralized exchanges, right? The exchanges that you know are like uh, where you, where you log in and you have to do KYC. And you know you're trading, and it's like a it's like a stock exchange sort of a thing. There's automatic matching, you know. There's order books and all that stuff, right? Uh, that is less, way less flexible than what we offer on local Monero. Anybody can can register. There's no KYC uh, imposed by uh, by us. There may be KYC imposed by some of the traders, like uh, some traders. Oh my God! He dropped out. Some traders might might only oh. accept your payments uh, if 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 you first go through uh, some uh, some sort of if you send them your ID or whatever. But a lot of traders don't do that, 
and yeah you, you basically you can use any payment method any currency anywhere and and this this sort of a smooth experience is uh, like what a lot of people prefer genuinely uh, when they want to buy or sell some of their cryptocurrency which is why local bitcoins was so popular in the first place it, it was initially it was like a very convenient place to 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 do your your retail so, so to speak um, uh, buying and selling crypto needs and yeah local monero does that for monero uh, so what we did with agoradesk is we we thought well what if we could make uh, this this sort of a smooth experience but not just with spot trading monero but also with uh, trading options because uh, because because options with a um, are, are options are like an instrument that that can be used for for different strategies that spot trading would not allow you to do. So, like w with a call option, for example, you could have like a a, uh, a leveraged sort of like a leveraged long position, right? If you want to in invest into a certain sum of Monero, like a hundred Monero, but you don't have the cash for a hundred Monero, uh, you may only have the cash for like uh, one or two. Monero, then if somebody is selling an option, uh, a call option, uh, for a hundred Monero, and and the premium for that is only you know uh, two Monero worth of U.S. dollars, then you can buy that, and if if the price of Monero goes up, well then you know you, you've only spent uh, two Monero, and and you got to profit on a hundred Monero's worth of price movement. So that way is it's 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 like you you need way less money now to invest in Monero. And and if if you can uh, pay, you, you you can pay with PayPal if you want. You can pay with uh, cash by mail or with ATM cash deposits, bank transfers. You know whatever whatever you would do normally, uh, whatever is your most convenient payment method on on local Monero. You can now use that on Agrodesk uh, to to buy like a, a Monero call option, or maybe you could uh, hedge your position against currency exchange risk by. Uh, selling or, or rather buying a put option, right? If you're holding a hundred Monero, and you're worried that the price might go down uh, before the end of the month, and at the end of the month you may have some expense that depends on you uh, being able to pay in U.S. dollars, and and you're worried that your Monero will, value will go down and you won't be able to cover your expenses, uh, then you can uh, buy a put option for the uh, expense amount that you need. And at the end of the month, regardless of how the market moves, you will have you know the necessary dollars uh, to to pay for your expense. So th that way, you're 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 protected. You are protected against currency risk, and uh, you you only pay the premium for that, right? So so th these these sorts of instruments used to only be available on on like uh, specialized derivative exchanges, which are which are used by speculators mostly, but uh, you know options are not only for speculation. Options can be used as as investment strategies, as as risk hedging strategies. And yeah, we 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 completely eliminated uh, counterparty risk uh, uh, by um, escrowing the the um, amount, the underlying amount of of every option contract. So if if somebody's Selling you a call option for a hundred Monero, they have to have a hundred Monero in escrow, and there's no way for them to run away. Uh, there's no way for them to not fulfill their contractual obligations. And and, and 
for for put trades, uh, we don't escrow. Uh, we escrow the buyers, uh, Monero, uh, and the first step of uh, a put trade would be the the uh, seller paying a a cover payment to the buyer, m m meaning the cover payment is is the nominal payment, which which the is, is the entire amount basically that that the put buyer would receive if they were to choose to exercise the option and to sell their their underlying asset, their Monero or Bitcoin or whatever, and uh, minus the premium. So so that you know using a, a bit of clever um, a little bit of clever techniques there, we we managed to only escrow the Monero side of the transaction and not escrow the fiat side of the transaction and yet completely eliminate any counterparty risk. Uh, and yeah, we also, uh, Agrodesk integrates um, Bitcoin spot trading in, into the platform. So just like you could trade, you used to trade Bitcoins on local Bitcoins uh, in, a, in a smooth and easy way before they started introducing you know, all the changes to their platform. All, all the changes to the platform that made it quite unusable for you know the original purpose for which it was used uh, we we now have that experience on agrodesk and um, it's it's the same experience you have when you're trading Monero on local Monero it's smooth easy in any payment method any currency anywhere and I, I we think by by having like uh, bitcoins and Monero side by side on agrodesk we, we're sort of putting them on on the same level for for people who are coming coming in from Bitcoin, and um, you know looking to maybe uh, other coins to to invest into or convert their Bitcoins into, especially now that you know we have these uh, reports where where finally awareness of the of Bitcoin's lack of privacy is is, is you know breaking into the mainstream. Um, having sure. having a platform where you have like Having a platform like local bitcoins, where you you have local, uh, where you have uh, bitcoins and, and Monero side by side, uh, we we think will really introduce a lot of the Bitcoin people to Monero uh, through this through this avenue. And yeah, all the all the ads that you post on Agrodesk, like if you have uh, Monero ads on local Monero, all your Monero ads will be visible in the Monero section of Agrodesk. So you don't need to like post an ad on local Monero and also post an ad on on Agrodesk. You, uh, all, both ads, will, uh, the, the ads will be visible on both platforms automatically, uh, and vice versa. If you create a Monero ad on Agrodesk, it will be visible on on local Monero. And anybody who wants to open a trade with you. They can do it uh, through Agrodesk, or they can do it through Local Monero. It, it, it's like it's 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 the same thing. It's going to be the same trade. So it's very convenient for people who like um, don't want to stop using Local Monero. Like maybe they don't they don't care about uh, trading options, or they don't care about uh, Bitcoin spot trading. Uh, in that case, they can just keep using local Monero, and their ads will automatically be visible to Agrodesk users. So they will get the Agrodesk traffic as well without any uh, extra steps from them. Uh, and on the other hand, people who would prefer to use local Monero as a buying experience, you know, if if uh, someone posts ads on on Agrodesk, 
these ads will also be visible on local Monero. So whoever just wants to keep using local Monero, nothing changes for them. They just keep using local Monero as they did before. And yeah, anybody who wants to do, you know, the new stuff, the, the Bitcoin and, and options trading, you know, they just use their same local Monero credentials to log into AgroDesk. The, the accounts are completely shared between the two platforms. The reputation is shared. Everything is sh the statistics. So you, you're, you, it's not like you're building up uh, a reputation on a new website. Very, very cool. Uh, your your old Monero so, reputation carries over. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so I've never, I followed you since day one, since you guys launched. Um, and I remember, I remember in the beginning, uh, when you were on Monero monitor, even that that's, you were kind of being grilled as to why should the Monero community trust you? Who is this guy? Um, you know, seems like a great service. But, you know, you came out of nowhere, which is everybody, everybody seems to get that grilling in the Monero community. It's, it's a healthy thing to do. It's and, a skeptical uh, community, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I, I guess you've, you've, you've earned uh, trust uh, throughout the years now. And it, it's, it's great to see that you're, you're still uh, forging ahead. Um, and so, yeah, I've never actually used local Monero. I never used local Bitcoins either. I've almost used both of them a few times like but I, I i just never got to that that point um and i i, I guess I've, I've used other methods to to obtain uh monero um in terms of trading i'm not a, i'm not a trader i'm just you know trying to acquire monero but i do hear what you're saying with uh you know using options and things like that as a way not necessarily to to quote unquote trade but to maybe uh speculate. protect speculate and protect your holdings uh if you do it in a calculated way uh but yeah me personally i i'm just more of a keep it simple uh i'm like the the adam meister of monero which by the way i think we're going to be having him on the show soon you know so his whole yeah. deal is you know acquire you know acquire your bitcoin I'm, I'm 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 kind of that with monero keep it very simple let me just slowly slowly uh you know acquire my monero um, not so much concerned about, about trading it, uh, right. but local Monero, um, you guys have been around for a while now. And so have you seen an uptick in usage now that local Bitcoins, um, I think they've, they've, they've made some changes, right? So I don't think they're allowing cash offers anymore. Is that correct? Like, so the, yeah. So I think people are still doing like using a workaround on local bitcoins to to effectively do that, but officially, I don't think you're allowed to go on and and say you know make an offer to sell Bitcoin for cash. Uh, so I imagine with you guys being local Monero, uh, pretty off, pretty much being the same service but more Monero focused, and now yeah. also offering Bitcoin. So are, have you seen uh, an uptick in usage since that? Yeah, there's definitely been an, an uptick in usage. Um, Very cool. On on the Monero side, uh, we had a little bit of activity on the Bitcoin side. Not that much, though, because we, you know we, we're obviously not very known yet in in the Bitcoin community. So we still have to break through the the, the Bitcoin community. Uh, but but having the Monero community as a base is 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 very important uh, to our success because it, it allows our reputation to sort of carry over. Uh, into providing this this new service for the Bitcoin users. Ideally, of course, we would we would have preferred 
if if all the users uh, used Monero, right? Because we, we we personally prefer Monero. We are, I mean, we're not Monero maximalists, but we're like Monero fans, right? Um, but yeah. Yeah, just just saying to Leroux, I apologize to anybody who listened to this the other day. There's going to be a lot of repeat from what we had, but I, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, thanks. Once again, this is this is a great conversation. The other thing too is uh, I see Monero being local Monero in my mind makes more sense than local Bitcoin. I mean, yeah, what do you need local Bitcoin for? Uh, I mean, sure. You could try to obtain your Bitcoin anonymously, and I guess that will give you a better shot at attempting to keep it anonymous as you, as you go. But at the end of the day, it's all your transactions are on a transparent ledger. Uh, whereas Monero, I, I see there being kind of a, a real reason to try to acquire it as anonymously as you can, um, and then make obviously it gets maintained in that structure as you use it uh with bitcoins not so much well yeah. i th i think the re the reason why why people uh prefer to acquire bitcoin uh is is simply because of its acceptance uh more places and people accept bitcoin as payment than monero and if they acquire monero uh originally then uh, most of the time, they would have to convert it into Bitcoin to pay for whatever they're paying. Yeah, no, uh, I just mean for the purposes of you know, I could go totally. On, yeah, I could go on Coinbase and I could I could buy Monero. I mean, I could buy Bitcoin. Uh, why why use local uh, Bitcoin to buy Bitcoin when I could go on Coinbase? Obviously, because you could potentially uh, buy it anonymously, right? But you're buying right. this thing anonymously then it's very hard to then keep it anonymous as you use it. Uh, whereas with Monero, you acquire it on local Monero anonymously, and then it's, you're, it's, you can maintain its anonymous nature because it, it is that, that is the nature of Monero. You get what right. I'm saying? So like, I don't really see yeah, yeah, yeah. why as a Bitcoin user, you would go through the extra trouble of using local Bitcoin so much as, a Monero person, oh, I would no, no. see more of a need for a, a local Monero versus local Bitcoins. Here's the thing, though. Not not every uh, not not everybody who who's using local Bitcoins um, is 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 using it because they think it gives them extra anonymity. A sure. lot of people who use local Bitcoins use it because they have no other choice, right? Because maybe they don't have the the necessary financial infrastructure in their region or their their country to allow them to trade sure. on, on like a centralized Coinbase type of thing. Like for Americans, it's easy. Like you just have Coinbase; it's super quick and simple. Uh, but if you're maybe somewhere like um, Russia, for example, where where uh, local bitcoins is very popular or used to be very popular before Venezuela, KYC, at least. Venezuela. Or, or you know, it doesn't even have to be like a, a, you know, a failing state where where there's hyperinflation, right? It it can be just a country with pretty strict regulations when it comes to sending money Obtaining. from your bank account to a, a cryptocurrency exchange, right? Like right. Uh, there's a lot of countries that that do.
that do regulate that that are not like uh, you know in in a state of hyperinflation. Uh, China, for example, right? Uh, the on China, uh, these these sorts of platforms like local bitcoins are are extremely popular due to due to a a uh, a very un, un, uncertain regulatory nature that that exists in China, and you know there used to be a lot of Chinese centralized exchanges where you could easily trade, but they all got closed down. Uh, some of them moved to uh, outside jurisdictions, but they get blocked by the Chinese government, so people have to use VPNs. Like it, it gets it gets complicated, and 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 people just in the end choose to do peer-to-peer over-the-counter trading a la local bitcoins mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah so what what is the kyc aml situation on local bitcoin and on local monero what is it is it required for everything is it yeah I, I, with I, I i'm not an expert on local bitcoins kyc but uh from what i understand they they now have like uh, they do require verification uh, it, it used to be that they only re required it. Uh, originally, they had no KYC. Uh, then, right. relatively, that was, that was recently, the local bitcoins that made sense to me. That's but right. I, I that's get what you're right. saying. There's, there's the other use cases where even if you're you have you're going to go through the KYC AML process, it still makes sense for you to use. It may still make sense for you to use local Bitcoin because there's no other way for you to obtain it, and obviously local Monero as well. Yeah, yeah, and e even without the KYC. So, so the original local bitcoins, right? The golden age, <laughs> so to speak, is is uh, when there was no KYC, right? That's when it gained its its traction. Uh, then, relatively recently, they started doing KYC for sellers. Like, if you're selling bitcoin, then you'd have to go through KYC. Um, and I think it was like above a certain amount or something, maybe a thousand dollars. I don't remember. But uh, and then afterwards, yeah, they started doing. KYC for both buyers and sellers, starting from October first, I think. So, at the beginning of this month, they started doing it, uh, enforcing it, like for 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 buyers and sellers. And yeah, the, the the situation on local Monero is, you know, we're we're still in the golden age of 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 uh, no KYC. Um, now, one reason. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. I think one reason why, I, and probably the main reason. Uh, why local bitcoins is doing KYC and we're not doing KYC is because local bitcoins is based in the European Union. I mean, you know that that's if you're based in the European Union, like you know they got a war on cash in there, they got a war on crypto in there. They, they are they are very strict when it comes to uh, money movements between people, right? They don't like money moving freely. They they want to have everything under control in the in the European Union, and um, a company that's based in the European Union will obviously be under tremendous pressure to Im implement these these sorts of um, these sorts of measures. Uh, local Monero is not based in the European Union. Now, I don't know why local Bitcoins decided to stay in the European Union. I guess the founders of the company, who are uh, Finnish, they're, they're from Finland. Right. And, and you know, their offices are in Finland. So I assume the, the reason why they're staying in the EU is, is just because... Um, the inertia, uh, they're there already. And, well, yeah, yeah. You know, they, li they like to be there. Their offices are there. Yeah. 
you know that's that's their homeland they're just used to it right so that's why they, they don't want to move outside of it but which is it, which is very interesting because you're, you're very well positioned to to kind of take that niche of what they were meant to be because now you are what local bitcoin was meant to be number one it's local monero which makes more sense and number right. two you could actually still to this day uh no, there's no kyc aml um yeah to me and, that and makes a lot more sense as 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 a as a platform for that for that niche that you're in i mean that seems right. to be the value proposition absolutely of, yeah of, this is this is the very core of the business model of of a peer-to-peer over-the-counter cryptocurrency exchange is no kyc enforced site-wide so if you start doing kyc it, there is no point in well almost no point in in in, in your business anymore so uh, i i guess i guess the, the the guys behind local bitcoins you know thought that they have uh, a large enough user base so that you know even though they will lose a lot of their people to 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 the kyc enforcement they still have you know enough people still using the platform to for it to be sustainable because you know because they've been around for so, uh, around for so long and and they're so popular and um, I guess it may they, they decided it, it makes more sense for them to do it this way uh, but yeah in our case we 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 are focused on on um, always being on top of the game and uh, when it comes to regulations right. Uh, always making sure that that you are um, that, that your jurisdiction uh, is 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 not forcing you to do these kinds of things and if the regulatory situation is poised to change then we would you know move on short notice to another jurisdiction and and that is that is a core sort of principle of, of uh, what we're doing and if um, as long as there is, you know, at least one place on on Earth where where we can do this uh, without doing KYC site wide, uh, we we will move to that jurisdiction. So that that's basic. That's that's how we're gonna, you know, ensure that this, it stays the way it is. Right. Does Does it make sense to ever have a kind of a distributed version of local Monero, like a you know a um kind of like a bisque for local Monero, like a Oh yeah, it makes sense to have both, right? It makes sense to have BISC on on the one hand, right? For but people who, does who BISC want... have the over-the-counter concept? No, obviously. BISC I, is... No, I, I, yeah. no, I, I think I think they do. I think I think they do have fiat um, uh, over-the-counter trading, uh, where it's it works kind of the same way it works on on local Monero. I think they do. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, but the the differences are uh, like for example you know for bisc you'd have to download specific software you have to right. be a, li a little bit more technically adept with it but if you're just a, if you're just a guy in venezuela or or you know wherever uh, who who googles uh, you know buy monero uh, with with a local payment method he's not going to come up uh, to bisc he will you know in, in the search results he will find local monero and, and right. he will be able to simply through opening the website, uh, logging in, and conducting the trade, be done with it, as opposed to having to figure out BISC. So there's there's a place for both, I think. Right, you're you're sacrificing that kind of that that ease of that ease of use that user experience uh, yes. that you get 
with local Monero. And I guess that that obviously is the nature of it. Uh, there's probably no way of overcoming that and having some ideal version of local Monero where it's you don't have run the risk of having to deal with the regulations and potentially being shut down at the same time where it's as easy as going onto a platform and just logging in and right. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way of, yeah. And, uh, and even if you talk that, about, that uh, even, even if you're talking about um, regulations, because you mentioned it, I assume because uh, it is your belief that a decentralized exchange like uh, BISC is completely beyond uh, any regulatory body. Uh, I've, I've recently read a report um, by a, uh, a financial uh, sort of regulatory body in the United Kingdom. I forgot what it was, but you know, probably some like her, 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 her royal majesty's, you know, financial enforcement or something. And uh, they, 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 they wrote, and this was in the news actually recently on all the sub, on all the cryptocurrency subreddits. Uh, it was, it was pretty big that the UK was, was, planning to regulate uh, open source software that that facilitates um, cryptocurrency wallets or cryptocurrency exchange. So something like BISC, which, uh, which, which is open source, uh, like I don't know how they're going to do that. What what they're going to do? Are they going to like prosecute developers, or are they going right. to go onto the platform? And, what what and, agency uh, was it that was looking to do this? I, I don't I don't remember the agency. Okay. It, it was in the news recently. Mm. Uh, if 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 you, if you yeah. like go through the cryptocurrency subreddit news for the past month, you'll definitely. No, find I, do, it. I do remember seeing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so even you know even uh, stuff like. Bisk, like if the governments uh, decide that they, they want to regulate, I don't know how they're going to do that, but they they're definitely going to try if if they decide to do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little bit like uh, the, you know back in the day, right when they tried to stop uh, basic encryption, right things like that, like the PGP or whatever. And uh, you, you, so I mean it, it's kind of I don't know. Do you really think we're going to get to that point where where I mean, it seems like we're, we're it, it moving pretty close to it. Uh, it, it hopefully, on, hopefully not in, in this country. I know uh, a lot of people yeah. have lost faith in this country for the for those purposes. Uh, well, but least, I'm, I'm ultimately hoping that the the U.S. Constitution uh, may, may may save us a little bit at the end of yeah, the day yeah. in the terms of Amendment. protecting uh, cryptocurrency and cryptography in general. Yeah, yeah. The First, the First Amendment. Amendment is 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 the absolute uh, basis uh, for uh, the United States supremacy when it comes to um, stuff like uh, the the IT industry, right? Because in 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 Europe, in 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 the United Kingdom, even um, there there is no First Amendment protection, right? Something can be classified as hate speech or I don't know, offensive speech or blasphemous speech or like, you know, the, in, in Poland, I think they don't allow you to, to even like show 
uh, a hammer and sickle. Not that I I would personally want to, you know, demonstrate a hammer and sickle, but you know, so, some people might, and they they would get fined, right? So there's in Germany, like they block, you know, half the video games that get released there or something. It's like it's it's terribly it's a very controlled information environment, right? But in in the U.S., I think you could argue that uh, cryptocurrency is a form of speech. Because because that's how they that's how they won the encryption uh, case that that happened in the '90s, I think, mm -hmm. uh, when um, there was something about exporting um, encryption algorithms outside the U.S. or something, and, yes. and and the company got sued by the U.S. government for violating some sort of a federal re regulation on that, and they won in the Supreme Court by arguing, you know, the First Amendment that that you know it, this is just computer code is speech right because you can like print it out on on paper you can say it out loud exactly um you, you can say the same thing about crypto crypto is speech um so as, as long as you can make that argument in court uh, exactly. you, you can plead the first amendment i think the u.s will, will, will be safe and thankfully the cryptocurrency industry in the u.s is very healthy and if if they do need to make that case before the supreme court there are, you know, the resources exist for, to hire good lawyers and, and to take. So, so yeah, uh, America is definitely in, in, in the best position in this case. You are, you are cutting out a little bit, uh, it's, it's but it's, it's great, man. I do. I, you have great commentary, man. I, I really appreciate your, uh, your insights. Yeah. We, we had, um, we did a show just on that, on that topic at one point. Uh, and I, I always try to kind of delve into that further. Uh, for me, that's what I'm always thinking about in the back of my mind uh, when I, uh, you know, when I try to think about uh, Monero and whether, uh, you know, whether or not it's it's something that's that's here to stay. And I always try to think about it kind of on a fundamental level and then a philosophical level. Um, you know, I, I see it as you know, free speech money. Uh, I was I was trying to think on a I don't know, on a, on a level of um, like really fundamentally, right? So, you know, free speech, um, even even in this country, right? There's there's no such thing as true, you know, ultimate, you know, uh, pure free speech, right? So there's there's certain there's always certain protections that are that are that are put in place, restrictions. Uh, you know, you can't go into a movie theater and uh scream fire um and you know I've, that that being an obvious one oh actually but, that particular uh precedent was overturned <laughs> okay well <laughs> that was, perhaps that was... perhaps bad example well is yeah no i mean that, it that's, was it was that's inciting uh, okay uh, well you can't incite a riot you can't you know yeah. uh, um, uh, there, there there are there are restrictions to to free speech the the most fundamental protection is basically political speech, right? The, the whole philosophy behind it is uh, to allow people to congregate and speak so that tyrants don't, don't, don't overtake governments, right? That's really like the fundamental principle behind free speech is to, is to, is to prevent that. So we, we, we make sure we protect political speech so that uh, things like that. So the minority opinions could always uh, evolve and, and and come about but there are obviously restrictions practically speaking there's there's legal restrictions to what what type of you know to speech 
Uh, you know, I can't, I can't post child pornography, uh, you know, on my computer, right? That, that, that is a form of speech, but society has decided, you know, not a good idea. Um, but point I'm trying to get at is, um, what they, what, what, what is pure is you could always speak like speech itself is censorship resistant, right? Um, just like kind of thought is right. So nobody yeah. could stop you from speaking words, right? They could, after they the could fact, you. After, well, after the fact, they could say what you said was wrong and there may be consequences, but we're at the point still, thankfully, uh, we live in a world where I could, me and you can be in a room and I could effectively say whatever I want. You don't have the ability to press a button and stop the words from coming out of my mouth. The word, yeah. the words will come out. I'm just getting to a, to a interesting thought that I had. So, uh, I feel like Monero more effectively mimics that in the digital world than Bitcoin does. Cause it allows you, it'll, it will allow everyone to effectively speak through, uh, cause that basically it's more censorship resistant, um, because of its nature. So the transactions and things will be able to take place uh, without being stopped. Whereas in Bitcoin, a, a, it seems like it can, right? Like you can press that button to send, but because uh, of blacklisting and the ability to follow transactions, that effectively it is it becomes censored, right? So that like it's like you could almost be stopped before you even take action. I know that was kind of a convoluted way of getting to getting to a point. But do do you think uh, Monero is more censorship resistant than Bitcoin? Of course. Uh, I mean, because some would argue, oh, all right, well, I could always send Bitcoin no matter what. You can't stop me from sending Bitcoin. But I feel like effectively, you can be stopped. Yeah, you, you can be stopped from from sending Bitcoin, and 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 you can be uh, uh, you can be prevented from anyone else accepting your Bitcoin, right? I think I think that's the main. Like there, I, I can imagine a a government sort of um, a list of of uh, that that's published on on a special you know uh, website, a list of all addresses from which accepting Bitcoin is illegal or something like that, right? Right. And 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 and. Uh, if 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 it is uh, detected on the network that somebody's is accepting Bitcoin from them, you know, then then some some sort of action immediately gets taken against right. against these people, and, and nobody the, else obviously wants to accept the coins. So now those coins are worthless. And the analogy to speech itself would be as if if me and you were in this room, and and every word you said, you know, you knew was going to be recorded and put on a ledger, so granted and saved forever. So granted, you could say it. You could say whatever you want, but it's going to be recorded permanently on a ledger. So it may feel like you could say whatever you want, but because it's saved and recorded permanently, it's, you know, retro retroactively, it, it can be censored when it's realized what you said shouldn't have been said. And so with Monero, I feel like it, it kind of can more, uh, it could more closely mimic this concept of being able to fluidly communicate uh, on a on a very base level of and, and obviously it's in the form of transacting value um, but I kind of I see those two things as being similar um, 
but yeah, that, that's, that's something I think about often when I try to kind of boil it down to uh, what these protocols are supposed to be about. And I feel like Monero lets you do, you know, lets you fluidly transact value without censorship and a key component to that being that your, your transactions aren't permanently saved on a ledger for everybody to see. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the other day we were talking about, I guess the recent news, we, we, we got into some of the, the things that came up recently. Um, you want to, you want to chat about that again or, Sure, sure. What, you want. What else? No problem. Do you do you want? Did did, did we co fully cover the uh, so local Monero? I mean, local Bitcoin. So recently, they they've changed, like we said. So you can't you can't use cash because that that's yeah. kind of a big thing that people were talking about. You can't you can't make. Uh, there's no more cash sales of Bitcoin uh, with local Monero. You that's that's still an option. Uh, there's no KYC AML given where you guys. Uh, are, are, are located, so the regulations you have to deal with. So I, I guess the, the big question is then, yeah, so really you, you guys just see it as this is, this is what you're, you're, you're going to attempt to, to maintain this, uh, this feature of local Monero kind of no matter what. As long and as it's that, legally possible, yeah. As long as it's legally possible, even if that means kind of moving around to different jurisdictions. Yeah, we're, I, we're, I think that, that's the big question that everybody we has. Are, we are very mobile. We are very fluid. We can move around quickly. Like it's, 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 as I said, it's part of our core sort of you know, business. Uh, and we structure, we structure the, the, the business specifically you know, keeping this in mind always that we need to, you know, Whatever happens, we need to move on short notice, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we're we're constantly on the ready. We're not, you know, stuck in Finland because we like the mountains there. Uh, we, it's, it's, you know, as soon as we get the 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 first indicators that the regulatory environment is changing, we we will we will be on the move. People, uh, a question that's coming up related to this. People say, do you? Do you ever think it will be easy to purchase Monero? They'll be easy uh, on fiat on ramps uh, more than there are today. I mean, we have Kraken. Uh, we spoke about on the show the other day. Pol Poloniex used to be one, but now is effectively no longer uh, that for U.S. residents. Uh, BTSE just announced actually, or Bitsy. Uh, that there's they're offering Monero spot trading, but it's crypto only. It's not fiat. Crypto, crypto only. Oh no, I think that they're offering fiat as well, right? But I guess that's no, no, no. It's, it's crypto only. Is it okay? Spot, so it's Monero spot trading is versus crypto pairs. Yeah, not, it's not. Uh, it's not fiat pairs, as far as I know. Okay, I think I saw it was fiat as well, but it just wasn't for. U.S. customers. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely clear on that. Okay, maybe, sure. I don't know, but uh, I guess the the larger question is: Are we? Will we eventually? It seems like, you know, the FUD will say that it's becoming more difficult to buy Monero with fiat directly. Um, is that just a temporary thing? Where do you see this going? 
will eventually will it be easy to buy Monero with fiat directly? I think I think it depends on uh, the region and it depends on the time frame we're talking about. If we're talking about long, long run, uh, maybe 20 years ahead, 30 years ahead, I think it's going to be way easier to, to buy crypto and use crypto uh, and Monero uh, probably if, if it's still around by then. If it's still dominant, the dominant uh, quote unquote privacy coin by then, uh, it's going to be way easier, right? Like in 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 Venezuela, right? Uh, on on the one hand, it was easy before the the hyperinflation started, re relatively easy, and then it's, it's it suddenly became harder and harder as as government regulations started piling on, uh, and and it became more difficult for normal Venezuelans to access. Uh, mainstream financial institutions, right? But then th there comes a point where regulations don't matter anymore uh, uh, because the people have, you know, a, a, a desperate need for a store of value or a medium of exchange. And that's when they figure out, you know, ways to create uh, fiat on-ramps. So when when the question that that was asked, I assume, when when they were talking about fiat on ramps, they meant like centralized exchanges accepting uh, XMR USD uh, pairs, and you can deposit USD and and withdraw XMR. Right? That's that's one you know version of a fiat on ramp. But there are many more versions of fiat on ramps. You know, there, there's there's you know. ATMs stationed uh, around uh, where you live, you know, that's that's an on-ramp. There is uh, traders on local Monero or, you know, wherever else that are offering their services. That's an on-ramp. So I think, you know, even if r more regulations are piled on, uh, it, it certainly might affect big centralized exchanges it certainly might make life the, the the life of a centralized exchange owner very difficult however it's 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 this this is very democratic in a way uh, because as soon as the the big uh, centralized exchanges become unviable that sort of opens the door for like the smaller uh, medium-sized and, and and smaller sized people trading on local Monero and being brokers or or you know being uh, or placing uh, ATMs uh, and, and etc. So you know the, the, this this isn't this is a pretty ancient practice. Um, like I think in in the Middle East and in India, uh, they have this this thing called Hawala. Have you heard of? Have you heard of uh, Hawala, Doug? Yes, yes. Right. So, so you know what it is, right? It's it's basically like an an an, an ancient sort of like um, traditional way of of, um, uh, of of doing a money transmitting network that mm -hmm. that existed like for a very long time in in the Muslim world that that is based on you know brokers um, settling transactions between each other with you know just by, by by trust and 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 honor system right 
and and it existed despite all these extremely authoritative uh, authoritarian sorry uh, regimes existing in in these places it, it survived right I think crypto is much more nimble than than Hawala uh, can be and, oh, yeah. and um, well it's got it's got the power of the the internet behind it yeah, as well yeah. and it's uh... And you don't even need really the internet. Like if 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 uh, we assume that the internet shuts down, like as long as the people uh, can can have, as long as the people have like you know uh, uh, communication equipment, they can have like mesh networks that mm -hmm. have like endpoints that connect with the outside world, and they'd still be able to synchronize their blockchains. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's fiat on ramps in, in terms of um, short term, like maybe in, in the next few years, and if we're talking strictly centralized exchanges, um, yeah, I, I, I could certainly see that as, as the regulatory environment becomes more strict, as, as Western nations are, are um, uh, especially the European Union, becoming um, more aggressive towards cryptocurrency, um, you know, Kraken, for example, might be pressured to delist all their uh, delist all their um, uh, Euro uh, XMR uh, pairs, for example, right? To, mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, it, it may it may get harder in terms of centralized exchanges, but there will always be smaller uh, dealers on peer-to-peer over-the-counter platforms to to fill in the gap, right? Now, how do you, what, what's your opinion on that in terms of, let's say, short term, right? So whatever, next few years, couple of, given the current trend, let's say, uh, you know, Kraken did do something like that. Uh, they they made it difficult to, to purchase Monero with euros or maybe even dollars. Um, how do you, do you see that having, uh, I mean, I guess some people would say obviously it's going to have a negative effect on the price because it's going to become more difficult to buy but could it potentially have the effect that we see with something like you know the regulation of you know when you make it more difficult to buy a gun everybody runs out and goes and buys a gun before those regulations kind of hit do you kind of potentially see that effect with monero so uh people's like get, you know get your monero now when it's still easy to to purchase your monero how, how do you see that going down uh, yeah, th that might be a possibility. Though I do think it's it's a little bit um, suppressed by the fact that Monero is not as widely accepted as Bitcoin is. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the the prime mover in the market is still Bitcoin. Um, hopefully that that would change in the future. Uh, but if if if, um, if if Monero specifically uh, gets regulated uh, out of existence on platforms like Kraken. I think what's more likely to happen is that people would just buy Bitcoin and and convert it into Monero because maybe the premium uh, of of the conversion fees is 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 uh, more attractive than than trying to get Monero uh, somewhere on on peer to peer over the counter platforms. It, it depends on on where you are and what centralized platforms can you access, right? If you're in Russia, for example, you have no access to Kraken unless you have foreign accounts.
because the uh, the Russian government strictly regulates Russian bank accounts, and 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 a, a, a Russian cannot send to a an exchange like Kraken. Uh, the, their, the, the the transaction would get frozen, and uh, the bank account may even get closed. But they can still buy it uh, on on peer to peer over the counter exchanges. So if if they're interested in specifically Monero and not Bitcoin, then yeah, they would definitely go the local Monero route. Uh, but if if they're interested in in uh, if if they have access to centralized exchanges and they're interested in in Monero, they might go through Bitcoin. So it it might lead to an increase in Bitcoin price, which uh, would indirectly uh, oh and yeah, it also increases the Monero price, I guess, if if the uh, if the demand for Monero goes up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's it's more of a question of more merchants accepting Monero and and uh, uh, merchant acceptance of Monero is this increase is um, gradual, but as the fungibility question becomes more poignant, uh, this I think this will accelerate. And actually, this is a. I think this is an important point uh, that might might like if we can imagine the downfall of Bitcoin. Not that we want you know the people who are holding Bitcoin to 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 lose their savings. I'm just saying that how how Bitcoin would would like lose its position as number one, and something like Monero would instead become number one in terms of uh, acceptance and and market cap and all that. I can imagine it happening this way: if if government starts really regulating and 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 doing it in a relatively smart way, so not 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 how they do it nowadays, where they just try to control the um, you know they they, they the foreign exchange basically uh or or the bank accounts uh, of people sending it right but they actually start monitoring uh the wallets they actually start you know uh prosecuting the uh, the merchants who accept certain coins and especially if they do something like they publish a list of of addresses that that are you know that have been involved in criminal activity as that list gets larger and larger and larger, and and as as the effective supply of of bitcoins becomes smaller and smaller and smaller, right? Because more and more bit like it's it's called Gresham's law, right? It's an economic law that that good money drives out bad money, right? And and the and uh, people were, were were are going to sort of hodl the good bitcoins, and they're going to spend the bad bitcoins, and and the more, and eventually, all the bitcoins. Eventually, a growing sort of proportion of the total bitcoin supply will become bad bitcoins, bitcoins that are on a government list that that might, you know, land you a in, in a federal prison, right? Uh, as the effective supply of bitcoin becomes smaller and smaller, people are going to be starting to realize that oh this isn't this isn't really a store of value uh, I, I need I need to jump ship man and and of course the first thing they're gonna see when they're jumping ship uh, the, uh, sorry the, the first thing they're gonna care about when jumping ship 
is how do I make sure that this never happens to me again, right? That that my my Bitcoin address doesn't get blacklisted and I lose all my money because it turns out that the guy that was using uh, these Bitcoins before me, you know, was involved in child pornography and, and uh, the government list updated only after I, I, I took the money from him, right? So they... They would specifically uh, Google, you know, coins that don't have privacy issues, and and the first result they get in Google, <laughs> at least today, <laughs> would be Monero, right? And 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 that's how the that's how I imagine capital flight into Monero uh, might might happen. So in a in a sense, you're right, Doug, that regulations might in fact lead to an increase in, in the usage of Monero, not because of, of the fiat on-ramps being shut down and people are like, oh no, they're, they're coming to take my guns, I'm going to go buy some more guns, but in the sense of uh, more regulation makes, and, and, and regulation that's smart in, in the sense of it, it targets, you know, uh, the sort of money laundering, anti-money uh, money laundering activity that they're trying to, or at least they're, they're saying that they're, they're trying to uh, prosecute. Uh, this, these sorts of regulations actually will cause, I think, a huge capital flight into Monero because uh, Bitcoin will become bad money and, and Monero will become good money and, and everybody is going to want to spend their Bitcoin or, or sell their Bitcoin and everybody's going to want to hold Monero or buy Monero, right? So... This is how I imagine it would happen. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically how it happened to me. I mean, not 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 that anything of mine got blacklisted, but that just the realization that it could. Uh, you know, when I had that realization, you know, and then and realizing, you know, it's it, it to me, it's 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 worth less. It's like would I ha rather have a million dollars? uh in a in a hidden box somewhere that nobody can see or that's in a you know in a in a glass case that's sitting on my front lawn um and for me that was just yeah. like whoa okay and it's, to the point where i may not be able to use that money in that glass case because the government right. may say hey we see that we see that million dollars and we're saying that that million dollars actually isn't a million dollars that's you know Illegal yeah. million dollars. It's it's and like having. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Doug. But it's like uh, uh, building on your on your metaphor. It's like having a million dollars in that glass case, and the government uh, might have a lottery on on the and, and and if the number that happens to be the last number of the serial number of 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 the uh, banknote, that banknote becomes. Uh, void right it's like the government <laughs> having a lottery where like every month uh you know if if your banknotes end with a serial number of of nine then that banknote is void right and that's so not only is is your money in a glass case you know there's a 10 percent chance every month or something that that some of that money becomes completely worthless right yeah, yeah. so wh why do you think we're not seeing obviously we're talking about scenarios wherein uh it becomes kind of more mainstream notice but like i mean you know a lot of smart people out there especially in, in the bitcoin world i think we touched on this a little bit on the last time we spoke um is it just that they're 
they're so invested in Bitcoin emotionally and whatever that like, why are, are they not concerned about that and hedging and saying, you know what? I, I mean, maybe they are, but wouldn't we be seeing a little bit more of a, a price effect at this point uh, versus Bitcoin? Uh, I, I kind of see Monero at least being the ultimate hedge to Bitcoin, if nothing more. Um, so I mean, smart people, they own, they own Bitcoin, they own millions of dollars of Bitcoin. Uh, and they're thinking like that, that analogy, uh, my Bitcoin is here for the world to see and potentially, you know, uh, uh, it can be regulated out of existence, uh, if it's blacklisted or whatever. Why aren't we, why, why, why are they willing to overlook that? I mean, they're obviously realizing this. Uh, what, what do you think that's about? Well, whenever I, um, whenever I wonder on, on, you know, things like these, uh, I, 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 I like to open coin market cap and then I just look at the top 10 coins on coin market cap. And I just say to myself, oh, the market is completely irrational right now. <laughs> so uh, th there is, in my opinion, a sort of immatureness to the market that exists at this point. Um, it, it may be that the overwhelming majority of the participants in the cryptocurrency market right now don't really care about fundamentals. Um, they only care about you know making making a buck on on speculating. And and while this is the main um, the, while this is the main driver for the price movements of of the various cryptocurrencies involved in the market, I think the situation will stay the same. I think as the market gets more mature, fundamentals will start to matter more. Uh, Bitcoin has very strong fundamentals in terms of its acceptance, right? Uh, well, that's not a fundamental, I guess. That's just a, you know, and well, network effect beside the fundamentals. Yeah, but but the I think the only reason it's it's the most accepted is is because it's you know it's the most uh, popular familiar uh, the, the first one right so but but that can be overcome right uh, it'll take time right it'll take time it's and it's first it, mover it advantage time. not first right mover it's guarantee. Huge first mover advantage that's right that's right, right. Uh, it'll take time to overcome and we're going to start seeing it i think only when we stop seeing you know shit coins in the top 10 of, of coin market cap but uh as as long as there as as monero is not like in in the top <laughs> top three <laughs> or you know top two or honestly top one uh i think monero is undervalued <laughs> i think i think you should be hodling and you should be buying more Monero. But of course, rule number one of Monero is don't buy Monero. So you know that that's a problem, I guess. I think we need to uh, maybe take another look at the rules and uh, reformulate them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I couldn't say it any better. I mean, I think I've said it on the show. It's it's my, the one reason I don't want to do this show is because. I don't like telling people about Monero because I, I kind of see yeah. it as a great uh, opportunity uh, to to slowly buy some up before the market realizes. 
Uh, I mean, maybe maybe I'm just being naive myself, but uh, well, Doug, what you should do is you should buy um, uh, Monero call options on AgroDesk uh, before every show. <laughs> You there? Did we lose you? Yeah, yeah. No, no. You should okay. you should buy Monero okay. call options uh, before every show. That way, when when the show is released, you, you get a nice profit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let me see if there's anything else uh, to touch upon. I mean, we we talked about the recent news and the the fud with the right. the that porn site that uh, the child porn. Right. So I mean, not fud. It's it's reality. It's it's yeah. it is uh, it is. Uh, I mean, it's it's the ultimate, uh, you know, predicament, right? And and it's predictable that this was going to happen. We spoke about this, you know, that there was going to be some uh, nefarious use of this technology, and you know, nothing worse than that. And it just it's the type of thing where you just can't, you know, it, it makes it hard to formulate an argument as to why this technology is so great when. Um, the the counter argument is well it could be used for these nefarious things and you know luckily we were able to catch people with bitcoin because it 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 had this failure which i guess some would now consider a feature the transparent blockchain um whereas with monero uh they could have gotten away with it and uh it it it, it is it is uh slightly frustrating that uh, it makes it very difficult to argue for about the features of Monero and why ultimately uh, it's a technology that will help us preserve liberty in the digital age when you see an example of what it could be used for at its worst. Uh, so I don't know if you have any further comment on that. I think we could, we pretty much uh, touched upon it last time, but maybe if you want to yeah, say, yeah. say I, uh, too, uh, since uh, we deleted that, that, uh, right. that episode. <laughs> Uh, I think I think last time uh, what it, what it came down to is that uh, Bitcoin uh, should only be used by governments and pedophiles. <laughs> That's a joke right. to the Bitcoin maximalists. It's just a joke. Okay, D don't don't take it too hard too much. But but to, to expand on that point is yeah, uh, you want the bad people using Bitcoin because that way it's they're easier to track down, right? So so the pedos should keep using Bitcoin. See. If they use Bitcoin, then you know they, they, it's easier to catch them. Although <clears throat> someone in in the previous um, uh, video that we had that that got uh, deleted was um, uh, someone in the chat commented that uh, it, they actually used IPs to find them as opposed to tracking the bitcoins. Okay, but it was through chain analysis, no? Or um, maybe they used chain analysis to uh, analyze how much money went through it. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't dive into the comment uh, source, so may, maybe he's wrong. But yeah, anyway, assuming it, it was the chain analysis that that you know led to the capture of of, of these bad people, we're gonna try to know, get one of the, try to get uh, that that company on the show. By the way, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Oh, if if I were if I were that company, I wouldn't want to come on this show because <laughs> they, they'd have to admit that they got nothing against Monero. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, on on the last uh, video, basically, my, my my comment on this situation is that it's liberty versus security. Um, if um, 
if if we could somehow ensure that only bad people could use uh, Bitcoin and and all the good people use Monero, you know that would be ideal. But we can't. So there's always there, there's a trade-off that has to happen. Uh, and on on net, I think the trade-off is positive of having Monero versus not having Monero. Yes, some bad pay, some bad people may use Monero. Um, but the, the good people that are using Monero will, will far outweigh the bad people using Monero. And uh, I've also made the point that I think there is a place for um, uh, transparent blockchains. Uh, uh, in this world, uh, and that place is for, for example, government accounting, where, where you want to see... Uh, how the funds uh, are used by public officials you know exactly every transaction that's happening uh, that should be public knowledge uh, and for that reason Bitcoin can be can be very useful right so bad people and governments are should be using Bitcoin uh, everybody else should be using Monero there you have it I got I gotta give the uh, the cake wallet uh sponsorship spiel uh we did it Go on ahead. the last show but um I, th I think you had said you don't oh no you, you you're not disclosing you may or may not uh have an ios wallet but but if you did uh i would hope you would uh choose cake wallet uh like i said on the last show um we, we hear support. I've supported it. I actually reached out to Vic very early on when he launched Cake Wallet, just like you were getting grilled by Monero Monitor as to whether or not you should be trusted. Uh, I kind of did this, the same thing with, with Vic uh, when he launched Cake Wallet and personally reached out to him. Somehow I had known that he lived in New York through Reddit and I met up with the guy. So we, ha we, ha we have a long-term relationship and uh, just been extremely impressed with Cake from day one. And they've just uh, managed to create a great product, open source, and always aligned with the ideals of the community. I'll leave it at that. Uh, so yeah, if you have iOS, looking to buy some Monero off local Monero, uh, send it to your cake wallet. Nice. Um, yeah, th there you go. It's uh, we 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 didn't have sponsors until recently, and and now we're looking if. if you know, we're, we're being very choosy and selective with, with who we uh, align with, obviously. Uh, we we want to keep this show as journalistic as, as possible. So trying to align ourselves with uh, products that we actually personally use and believe in and that are aligned with the ideals of the Monero community. So Cake, cake being the first one. Um, what do you think, man? Anything else to... Uh, to discuss this, this was great. I mean, you were cutting out a little bit, but but well, a lot better than last time, and uh, I'm glad we did it again. I think. It yeah, was I, I a, think a I think this was uh, well within uh, you know uh, the margin of acceptability of content. Yeah, I, I think I think we did I think we did very well. I'm very pleased. What what did you change, man? You like you came out of your bomb shelter over there. You moved up a few levels. No, but... no I, I didn't. I didn't change anything. I didn't change anything. I, we just got more lucky this time, I think. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. What do you think? Any any last words? Um, the last words would be, uh, I think, if 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 you have any questions for me. 
I'm very easily reachable on Reddit. I'm Alex underscore Local Monero on Reddit. Uh, Twitter at Local Monero Co. or at Agrodesk. Um, if you want to contact us on Telegram, we're very active on Telegram at Local Monero or at Agrodesk. Same thing. Uh, any suggestions you might have, any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. And uh, I think I think this was a great show, and I, I thank you very much, Doug, for uh, being so patient uh, with with uh, trying to set this up and, and trying all these different things and moving away from Jitsi. I know it's been a it's been a huge hassle, and then you know you had to arrange like uh, change your plans for like three three evenings in a row, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a well, I, you know, I work my my non crypto day job. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so we're not the, we're not the most organized over here, as as you could see. But we, the the the, the primary goal is to get the content out there. So, uh, and, and yeah, I didn't want to miss this opportunity. This is great. Um, and I think I I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, you know, uh, I think you're making a good contribution to the community with local Monero. I guess you guys are what, like three years in the making now? Uh, this is the third year of our okay. operation, yes. So uh, best of luck to you. Uh, you know, uh, as I just said with Cake, you know, so I would I would include you guys as as being, uh, you know, a, a company, a service that's well within uh, the the philosophies of Monero. So keep up the good work. You guys are fighting the good fight, trying to build uh, a, a product and a service. Uh, a utility that the community really needs, which is the ability to to buy you know buy Monero peer to peer, which is the way 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 it should be going down. So, once again, thank you for that, and uh, yeah, man, good luck, good luck with everything. Thanks, thanks, and and good luck to you too. You've been doing a great job on Monero Talk, uh, taking over uh, Mike uh, Big Red Machine's uh, uh, previous job, and uh, I, I think you're doing great. It's it's like. You're you're getting better every time, and, and look now you're you're a master of uh, OBS and and uh, Lightstream <laughs> Studio in addition to Jitsi. So who knows? Maybe uh, the uh, the problems that we had in the previous podcasts uh, might lead to uh, an, an increase in in the overall qualities if if you maybe switch from Jitsi to Lightstream now, right? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it is going to have a positive effect if we could continue to use Lightstream because I think there's a lot we could do with this now. I think we might uh might do the green screen because that seems like it, that's an easy thing to do with this system and uh, it will, we'll try getting a little more fancy now. A Not blessing in disguise. A blessing in disguise. All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Alex. Uh, it was a great talk. All Cheers. right. Bye. Cheers, brother. I'll talk to you.